Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. Father, we come to you tonight. There is such power in the name of Jesus, and we thank you for it. We thank you, Father, that it breaks every chain, that it can take care of things that we can't take care of on our own, that it goes before us and breaks the power of the enemy. It breaks strongholds. It breaks addictions. It breaks the spirit of fear and every type of bondage that can come on us. We can call on the name of Jesus. Utilize the authority of that name. And we thank you for it. And Father, tonight we just speak the name of Jesus over each person here tonight. Father, thank you, thank you, thank you. The name of Jesus will break every chain in our lives. We thank you for it, Father. Thank you for it. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. How's everybody doing tonight? Good? It's chilly out there, but we got a little a little hoot and a holler from the back. This is good. So I think last week <clears throat> I explained a little bit of my car ride here with some of my children. And they got into this, they started praying, and they started saying some of the funniest things imaginable uh, when they were coming here. So tonight, we get into the car, and Ruby says, let's play the quiet game. Let's see who can be that. Now, this is her idea. <clears throat> there is a God. And he cares for me, <clears throat> Okay. Like, I didn't have to lose my temper today coming to church. This was a fantastic. And Ruby says, let's play the qui- Let's see who can be quietest. I'm like, this is going to last like 10 seconds. I'm telling you, the entire drive here, not a sound from a 3-year-old, 5-year-old, and 7-year-old. And yes, they're all sitting in the same row in the car. <clears throat> now, I do have the boy, the 7-year-old, in between the 3- and the 5-year-old girl. Because if you put them too close together... It's not going to work. Okay, so Jairus was in between. So I was like, man, what can I share tonight that's a little bit funny? <clears throat> and so sometimes when the Lord gives me messages and things to preach on, he does it while I'm in the car. Now, as you know, you should never be texting or typing anything on your phone while you're driving. Yes? Yes, 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 yes. Okay, we've all probably done it here and there. But there's this beautiful thing. What's that? In theory, <clears throat> there's this beautiful little button that's like a little microphone right here. Well, if you hit it, and you kind of have to look for it a little bit. Okay, so I do that. So I hit the thing, and I just start saying what the Lord is speaking to me about a message, about whatever it is. Sometimes it's something personal. Sometimes it's something to share. Well, I can tell you that Siri, which is my little personal assistant on my phone, needs to be saved. Okay? <clears throat> because Siri does not translate faith like I want it to be translated. So I'm speaking the word of God, and here is what 
Siri translates it. This is right off of the right off my phone. We must fill our shells with the word of God. Not fill ourselves with it's fill our shells with the word of God and fill ourselves with the annoying to teaching of the word of God. I'm like, no, anointing. <clears throat> the anointed teaching, not annoying to teaching. Okay. So I always have to go back in and check it right away because I'll forget what I said. Okay. Show, uh, this is another line that came up. Shows we can do all things as well if we have the space to believe. I'm pretty sure I said faith to believe. <clears throat> the space to believe. Okay. When we shin... <clears throat> Okay, the sin is not in the consciousness of Siri right now. When we shin, we must repent because the consequences of shin and ara <clears throat> are coming back. Yeah, like what on earth is she thinking? And then this is one of my favorite ones. In the blood of Jesus, y'all, <clears throat> cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Now Siri got that one right. I don't think I said it in the blood of Jesus, y'all. <clears throat> Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's like, all right, Siri, you're getting it a little bit. This is good. Oh, my goodness. Oh, here's one more. Down at the bottom here. So we must repent and turn from our Shannon. Because Jesus paid it all. All of it. So I don't know what Shannon is. It's probably meant to repent and turn from our sin, I would imagine. But, man, Siri needs saved. Yes? We all need our minds renewed each and every day, including Siri. We should write a little note to Apple and be like, man, you need to have like the Word of Faith app or something. So when I'm preaching in the car and you're recording it, that you're getting what I'm trying to say. Amen? Well, I have a few scriptures tonight, actually quite a few. And I want to do something a little bit different tonight before we get into prayer. And I talked a little bit on a Sunday morning a while back about the case for Christ. And there's just a guy that Lee Strobel went and did like a kind of an intellectual study about trying to prove, you know, whether Jesus, did this really happen or not. And there's things called apologetics and all these things. Well, I've been reading John G. Lake. Has anybody ever heard of John G. Lake? Okay, so a lot of you may know who he is. And he was a missionary, like he was a successful business person, sold everything, went to South Africa, I think, or somewhere in Africa, and started a missionary. He had seven kids. Like, you know, I feel like sometimes my life might parallel him a little bit in certain ways. So he had a lot of kids, um, and he saw a lot of miraculous healings in his ministry. And he was only in Africa for like five or six years. And some things happened. His family ended up moving back to, I think, Spokane, Washington or something. And they called that city where he planted a church in a healing ministry. It was the healthiest city in America. And I can tell you, if you read his sermons, he's not talking a whole lot about nutrition. He's not talking a whole lot about GMOs or non-GMOs or hydrogenated fats or anything like that. He was preaching the Word of God. And he was preaching how Jesus still heals today. And that city was considered, and the newspapers would write about it, the healthiest city in America. Well, one of the things that he did is he kind of did like a study of scripture after scripture, and there's like 13 of them, that if you start building upon those 13 scriptures and putting them together, I think it's 13 or so, you actually, I mean, you can't not say, you know what I mean? You read these 13 scriptures from the Old Testament to the New, you, can, you have to be like, yes, this has to be true. So if we believe the Bible is true, which in here we do, 
And people out there need to start believing it. Amen? But when you read through these scriptures, it absolutely is enlightening. And I want to share those with you tonight. So if you have note paper or a notepad or you want to put them on your phone, I would suggest you grab something tonight. Uh, and before I get there, one of the scriptures, this is not part of these, these lists of scriptures that kind of build on each other, uh, but Matthew 17.20 has really been resonating with me. And I want to open with this, and this isn't one of these scriptures here, but it says, For assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. You see, the mustard seed, if you've ever seen a mustard seed, it's very, very small. One of the smallest seeds that are out there. And what Jesus is saying is if we have faith just this big, we can say to this mountain, move from here Amen. to there. And it's going to happen. Now, I don't know about you, but I haven't actually told any mountains to move recently and had them actually move. Now, I've, there's been theoretical mountains in my life I've called them to move. But, you know, you see, remember, Jesus walked on water. Jesus calmed the storms. And what he's telling us that if we can build faith even this much, how much power we can have in our lives. The power we can have to believe. So I'm praying and believing for faith like a mustard seed for every single one of us. Every single person in my family, every single person in this church. Because imagine that. Imagine. I mean, Jesus had that kind of faith and he walked on water. I don't know about you, but I'm not going to go try to walk on the lake tonight. It's going to be pretty cold. But think about it. To believe Anything can happen, and anything is possible because of our God and who we serve. And that's what I want to focus on tonight. I want to build your faith by walking through these scriptures. Amen? Can we do that tonight? Okay, the first one is Genesis 20, verse 17. It said, So Abraham prayed to God, and God healed Abimelech, his wife, and his female servants, and they bore children. Whoa, wait a second. This is back in Genesis You see, God doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. This is telling me Abraham prayed to God and God healed him. God healed members of his family. See, we serve a healing God. This is from the very beginning. These are the patriarchs of our faith. This is from the very beginning. The next scripture is Exodus 15, 26. And it said, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commands and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. He's a healing God. He's an absolute healing God. He does not, so again, if he hasn't changed, and we are his children, he doesn't put diseases on us. So we have to get completely out of this mindset that God somehow punishes us by putting diseases on us. It is not true. It doesn't happen. It's not from him. And when we begin to believe and understand that it's not from him, we can then take the authority that he's given us and say, ah, where Jesus exists and disease exists, it cannot be in the same place. And so it has to go. It has to flee. Amen. Psalm 103, 
verse 1 through 3. So this is David now. David rejoiced in the knowledge of this covenant. You see, what, what that previous scripture was, was a covenant. It was a covenant that God made with his children. It's a covenant that God makes with us as his children. A covenant is, in, is an indissolvable agreement. It's a covenant. It, it can't be dissolved. It's an indissolvable agreement. And it can never be annulled. And so David understood this. And in Psalm 103, he says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all our iniquities and who heals all our diseases. Abraham is getting this. David is getting this. Isaiah, Isaiah 35, 5 through 6. Isaiah proclaimed this. He will come and save you. When the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped and the lame shall leap like a deer and the tongue of the dumb shall sing for the water shall burst forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. We receive it. This is what Jesus has done for us. He will come and save you and he will do all these things for us. And then comes along a man named Jesus. And he says this in Luke 4, verse 18 and 19. So now he is on the earth. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind and set at liberty those who were oppressed to proclaim the acceptable year. Of the Lord. Everything that we need, Jesus paid for it. He paid for it all. Throughout Jesus' ministry, you can see it over and over, like in Matthew 4 23, he ministered healing to the sick. So we're building on this the faith of the patriarchs, what King David understood. What the, what the prophets prophesied, and now what Jesus is doing. And we're going to see that it just continues until he gives us that same exact power to be able to be able to do what he did. Matthew 4, 23, And Jesus went about all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and doing what? Healing. And healing. All kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases among the people. All of them. All kinds of sicknesses. This is Jesus' ministry. Healing is, healing is in the atonement of Christ. Yes. Healing is part of the atonement of Christ. We have to understand that. And I'm not going to turn to it, but if you look through Matthew chapter 8, over and over there's just different healings that Jesus has performed. Healing of the leper, healing of the centurion's servant, healing of Peter's mother-in-law, healing of the multitude. If you read Matthew chapter 8 over and over, you see that what Jesus has done, the atonement of Christ, paid for it all. And in verse 17 of of Matthew 8, it says this, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, "He he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. And so here comes the beautiful thing, is that Jesus bestowed the power this power to heal onto his disciples. 
the twelve. In Luke 9, verse 1 through 3, it says this, And then he called his twelve disciples together and gave them power and gave them authority over all demons and to cure diseases. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to do what? Heal the sick. And he said to them, Take nothing for the journey, neither staffs, nor bag, nor bread, nor money, and do not have two tunics apiece. So they departed and went through the towns, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. They preached the gospel and they healed everywhere. That's just the twelve. Well, does it stop with the twelve? It does not. Luke 10, verse 1 through 9. Jesus, likewise, he bestowed the same power on the 70. After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also and sent them two by two before his face to every city and place where he himself was about to go. He sent them out. Church, we are to be sent out. To reach those who are out there, to reach those who are sick, to reach those who are hurting. Most of the time, they're not just going to show up here. Sometimes they will. I believe they're going to start when they start hearing what miraculous things are happening, and they're going to start. But we have to go out and reach them and talk to them. This is what he commanded the 70 to go do. And then he said to them, the harvest truly is great. Church, the harvest truly is great in Erie, Pennsylvania. In Fairview, Gerard, McCain, Mill Creek, the city of Erie, Harbor Creek, Northeast, Waterford, throw another one in. The harvest is truly great. But the laborers are few, so here we are, guys. We need to do this work. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers to go into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, I send you out as lambs among wolves. Again, he's teaching them now. Carry neither money bag, knapsack, sandals. Greet no one along the road, but whatever house you enter, first say peace to this house. If the son of peace is there, your peace will rest on it. If not, it will return to you. And remain in the same house, eating and drinking for such things as they give, for the labor is worthy of his wages. Do not go from house to house, whatever city you enter, and they receive you. Eat such things as set before you, and heal the sick. And say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. And I want to just point out something. In that previous scripture, when he's talking to the twelve, it's interesting. He says, preach and then heal. When he's talking to the seventy, he says it the opposite. He says, heal and then preach. And I believe that both methods are equally as effective But I truly believe that more and more that we are going to see miracles happen. People become healed and they're going to understand what God has done in their life. You don't have to be a born-again believer for God to heal you. You don't. Now, do we want? Absolutely. And it can happen both ways. But this is the injury. He reverses the order. He says, heal, then preach. And I can tell you that just in my own personal, as God has been dealing with me and talking to me, that this generation that we are trying to reach, and we're trying to reach multiple generations, but we'll call it the YouTube generation for lack of a better term, is that they've seen it all. You can go on YouTube and, and search for stuff and you can see it all. 
But what I believe is going to move them, and I think what will move them, is when they truly see the healing touch and healing power and the movement of the Holy Spirit that it truly changes people's lives and sees, I'm talking about limbs being restored before their very eyes, and how can you not believe? God's will is that none will perish. If he needs to restore some limbs in the front of other, some people for them to see it, he's going to do it. And we're his vessels, we're his hands, and we're his feet. So these people were sent out. And he said to them, this is in Mark 16, and he said to them, uh, verse 15 through 18, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, and he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons." They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means harm them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will see them recover. So this is now to all believers. First the 12, then the 70. And now Jesus is saying, wait a second. This is everybody now. This is all of us included. This is no, you know, ministry office where you have to sit in the office of pastor to be able to lay hands on somebody and see them healed. No, no, no. Get that out of your thinking. That is not true. Each and every one of us, with our faith, has the power to bring healing to the multitudes. And Jesus said, it's good that I go that the Holy Spirit may come. So now that Jesus left, the Holy Spirit comes, he tells us what to go do. Now we can have that same ability that Jesus had to be able to go do that. In Acts 10.38 it says this, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with what? With the Holy Spirit and with power. That same Holy Spirit that's available to us. The same power that's available to us. And who went around doing good and healing, how many? All who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. And in 1 Corinthians 12, 7-10, it says this. So this is where now Paul has a revelation in telling us that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are available to us. So this is saying Jesus is no longer walking the earth. The Holy Spirit has come down. These gifts are now available to us. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. All of these things are available to us. The Holy Spirit has made all of this available to us. In James 5, 13 through 16, it says this. So here now, now we are now as a church, we are being commanded to practice these things. To lay hands on the sick, to see them recovered. And says this, is any, James 5, 13 through 16, is anyone among you suffering, let him pray. Is anyone cheerful, let him sing psalms. If anyone is sick, let him call on the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of the faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. The Lord will raise him up. You see, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, today, and forever. God is the God of healing yesterday, today, and forever. 
And God did the healing, then he brought Jesus, and Jesus did the miraculous healing, and then God, Jesus brought the Holy Spirit to us, so that now through us, through his church, we can now perform the same miracles, the same, this is, we can do greater miracles, more collectively, millions of us can go out and do this. This is an incredible revelation that as I'm reading this, this is amazing. In Malachi 3.6 says, For I am the Lord and I do not change. I am the Lord and I do not change. God was always the healer. He's the healer and will remain the healer. Healing is for you and Jesus healed. He never turned anyone away. He never said, no, it's not God's will to heal you. He never turned anyone away. I want to end with this scripture, 1 Peter 2.24. He himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness by whose stripes we are healed. So if you put all those scriptures on top of each other, this this is the conclusion. You ready for the conclusion? Therefore, mankind has the right to health. As he has the right to deliverance of sin. If you do not have it, it's because you are being cheated out of your inheritance. I'm going to say it again. I got to say it louder to myself. Come on. If you do not have it, it's because you're being cheated out of your inheritance. It belongs to you. So in the name of Jesus Christ, go after it and get it. Go after it and get it. If your faith is if your faith is Siri talking there. If your faith is weak, call on those who will believe, and they will pray their prayer of faith and minister healing to you. You see, all that Jesus was to the world, he purposed that his church of Christ would be. All that Jesus was to the world, he purposed that the church of Christ would be. First, he blessed the world through his his physical personality, but then second, he established a physical body composed of many members joined him by one spirit of God, the church. And when he established us, the church, the second body, he never intended that it should be a lesser authority or of lesser power than the first. We do not have to walk around with less power than Jesus walked around with. We don't. It's the real purpose that the second body, which is us, the church, should exercise and fully accomplish all that the first had done. So that's our prayer tonight. That is our prayer tonight. That we as a church will exercise our authority in the name of Jesus by the Holy Spirit to see those who are sick healed to see those who are far from him be brought into salvation. We are now his hands and feet. He's at the right hand of the Father, and we've got that same power of the Holy Spirit to do what he has done. And we get to go do that, church. So tonight we're going to pray. And we're going to combine our faith for these prayer requests and whatever other prayer requests that come up in your heart. We're going to pray tonight fervently and seeking him. And I just believe that tonight... God is going to lay people on your heart that you know have a physical problem. And he's going to show you and give you a way that you're going to get to pray with them. And I'm telling you, there's multiple people in here that are going to see people miraculously healed when you pray for those people. And then they're going to come to know Jesus Christ.
And that's exciting. Amen? Let's pray tonight. Stand with me and let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight. We thank you so much for who you are. We thank you that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. We thank you, Father, that you are a God that heals. You're a God that loves. You're a God that wishes no one will perish. And you are willing to leave the 99 to go after the one. And Father, I just pray you burden us to go find that one. That one who is out there who needs us. Who needs us to speak to them, to speak truth to them, to lay hands on them and pray for them. To see them healed and baptized in the Holy Spirit. Father, you are doing miraculous, amazing, wonderful things in this church and in this city. And we're so excited for more and more and more of that to come in 2019. And so, Father, we lift up these prayer requests to you tonight. We just pray for our country. We pray for our president and the leaders. We pray for our troops, Father, who keep this country safe. We just pray for your healing touch and power over Rick, over Paul, Brian, Jill, and Karen, now in Jesus' name. Your healing touch and power is reaching out to them even tonight. Father, we just pray for a doctor who needs to grow in God. We just thank you, Father God, that you are softening hearts and you are bringing unity. Unity amongst the church. Unity everywhere that we go, Father. We're claiming unity. Father, we just pray and lift up Danny right now in the name of Jesus. We just break every chain that has been set up in his life by the enemy. In Jesus' name, we break that chain. We cast out every demon. Father, we cast out every disease, every sickness, every spirit that is not of you now in Jesus' name. Father, we just pray for someone who needs a straightening of the spine. Right now, you straighten that spine in Jesus' name. There will be no scoliosis in Jesus' name. We just thank you, Father, that she is healed. And when she bends over and stands up, that spine is straightening in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for total healing and miraculous recovery for Mary. We just thank you and believe for it in Jesus' name. Father, we lift up lost loved ones right now to you. You are calling them home. Father, you have heard the prayers for years and years and years, and you are calling them home. Your perfect timing is now, and we're believing for it. Father, we just thank you for praise report after praise report. We thank you that we've had salvations this week in this church. We thank you that we've had baptisms in the Holy Spirit this week in this church. We thank you that we've had healing miracles this week in this church. And we just pray for these are going to continue to happen weekly. Weekly, weekly, weekly. We thank you for it. We thank you, Father, that addictions to smoking are being broken and have been broken. And will no longer rule and control people's lives. We thank you. We pray, we pray against the addiction of alcohol as well. It needs to go in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, for taking care of us financially. We thank you for houses that have been sold. We thank you for new jobs that are coming. We thank you for taking care of every financial need that we have. And Father, we thank you for this church tonight. We thank you for the power of God that is here, that you have poured out your spirit upon us. And Father, we just, as we go into time, this time of prayer, Father, burden us with people that we know, that we can reach out to. And we just thank you for this tonight. We thank you, Lord, that you are doing mighty miracles. Mighty, mighty miracles. And that with you, nothing is impossible. Let us pray tonight.
Thank you, Jesus. Church, I just want to read the lyrics to that song that we sang just before that last one. It's called Your Great Name. The lost are saved. They find their way at the sound of your great name. All condemned feel no shame at the sound of your great name. Every fear has no place at the sound of your great name. The enemy, he has to leave at the sound of your great name. All the weak find their strength at the sound of your great name. Hungry souls receive grace at the sound of your great name. The fatherless, they find their rest at the sound of your great name. The sick are healed and the dead are raised at the sound of your great name. Heavenly Father, we just lift up your great name tonight. Everything we see, all these miracles that occur because of your great name, because of who you are, because of your love for us, how much you care for us. You do this because you love us and you care for us. So, Father, we thank you for your great name. We thank you for every prayer request that we lifted up, for this time of just praying in the Spirit before you. We thank you that you are working all things together for good for those who love you. We thank you, Father, that we can be more than conquerors because of you and who you are through us, Father God. Lord, if you are for us, then who can be against us? And we thank you, Father, that you are for us. And we just go out before us this rest of this week, pave the way, make the paths, bring divine encounters. Father, give us open doors. Bring us new opportunities to pray with people, to lay hands on people, to see people healed, to see people brought to the knowledge of Christ, to see people's lives changed forever and ever. We thank you for it. We pray for it. We receive it. And we believe it. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, we're going to dismiss, but I didn't, we didn't uh, lay hands on anybody who has a physical need, so uh, we are going to dismiss now, but if you do have a physical need in your body, just come up here. Pastor and I will be up here, and we can pray for you tonight. We don't want you to leave without getting hands laid on you if you're not feeling well, because you shall be healed in Jesus' name. Amen. We will see you on Sunday. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org, where you may sign up to receive our monthly Faith Communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today, and always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.